0: Hi everybody and welcome back to our album review for buju Bantins Upside Down 2020, the, the, the full album we did the first 10 tracks mm-hmm. over on part one over here on the yep. Classic Quest podcast, the show where we break down the classic albums, albums like buju Bantin's Upside Down 2020, yep. track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. Um, in this part, we'll sh- go through the next 10 songs on his project because, yeah, Buju yeah. comes back, he comes in hard, gives us a full length. Well, album. it's not that
1: he, uh, well, I guess, yeah, he comes back from, like, being, like, in jail. That's, that's yeah.
0: coming back? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, don't no, know why I thought you we meant, like, be, coming uh, back on,
1: like, the second part, and I was no, like, well, He like just no. came back
0: in the world yeah, and that's dropped true. a full proper length project full album i believe you know he went in with this one showcased a lot of versatility so far on the first half of the album a truly impressive array of stuff that is absolutely outside of the scope of things that i am normally going to listen to in my life so mr jonathan barnes our patreon requested this episode That's for those right. of you who catch this we recommend watching part one where all the stuff we already talked about is discussed and on that note Oh, my name is Holden Stefan Roy.
1: I am your lady friend Bonnie. And
0: she's a good time gal girl. Um, how do you feel about good good time girl?
1: Well, it definitely sounds like very like old school, like nineteen like fifties, sixties kind of like doo woppy a little bit, like it's uh, you know, in that sense. Um, and so it's again a, a very different style um, that we're seeing. Like he he you know, as interesting as like his, uh, or not as interesting as his music is, but like uh, I don't know, every song's unique. I think that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, he was hurt by this good time girl, um, and when the to- the good times ended, she uh, you know left. She bounced and she found another and you know so you know he needed help and she was nowhere to be found and it's like a cute song about like a shitty situation where he kind of got screwed over by a girl and um that that's it and it's like pretty creative it's kind of like cool it's like you know this reggae kind of guy singing like this like doo wop song it's just like Cool to like envision like him like hanging out with like these like girls like doing like the background and like poodle skirts or whatever. So um, it's creative. I gave it a 4.3 on five.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I like the fact that it again plays with almost the opposites of emotion. So this song is almost celebratory, right? As we've established uh, in this, his mind state, he's looking back from a perspective where maybe this lady, and it might all be like again. I think it's a lot of different elements. These love songs are exploring like different facets of the same girl. I'd call this a love song, just maybe not the happiest one, but I mean, the subject is the love of this girl that turned out to suck just not a high quality love right yeah uh she was a fair weather friend is another way to put it
1: yeah true. But i like the
0: good time girl and i, I like the, the expression and it's just like you know he just kind of sings it so how like almost like merrily Where like if you were not listening to the it's words a of the good
1: time girl and you're like yeah it's
0: happy times but then you realize what he's saying. And I think he's just, it's, its again, it makes me really appreciate the complexities of life, right? And I think Pooju Banton is able to write in such a way where he captures the fact that, like, you know, there's this happy and joy. Like, the feeling of being with the good time girl during the good times almost is what this song is eliciting. While having this self-awareness and realization of what happened and you know moving along with the story and accepting it but almost like loving the fact that you learned the lesson that you had to or something like it's just so unlike the music i'm accustomed to listening to as far as the wisdom taken from it it's it's definitely not american i'll give you that Mm. so i freaking appreciate the, the energy in it i mean Lyrically, this one didn't give us a whole lot to talk about, in my opinion. Not yeah. in the sense that it was hard to understand, but it was just like...
1: But I appreciate that because you know, know, some of his... You know, sometimes it is hard to understand what he's saying.
0: Like, I guess he was a good-time girl, good times are over, so you left my world. Now I'm standing all alone, no one to call my own. Oh, 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 panties dropped again, but this time, because Buju's on the market. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I'm feeling is happening here. I'm like, this whole series of songs, like i could see how like if i were a single dude maybe there's like opportunities to use some of this music to like you know attract the ladies but in general i wouldn't listen to the rock side of this like the doo i'm not really listening to it in general it's like music i appreciate like like when you get some fancy strange food that you don't necessarily like or dislike but you have the like i go brain one time why it's an interesting hmm. experience it was delicious I, what I, I like think i've
1: had my fair share of animals different types of random animals like, kangaroo would alligator.
0: i go to my way to like order goat brain no. no but let's say i'm at a place and goat brain is presented to me kind of like how this album showed up in my life i think i really like it this is a good exotic treat and i say exotic because. This it just doesn't sound like here. It, it definitely feels like, again, I'm closing my eyes. I'm in Jamaica a little bit. I'm not trapped up in Montreal. I don't know if we're allowed to go to Jamaica. I found out we're allowed to go places in the world, just not the States. So, Barbados
1: really wants us.
0: Um, do, do they? Are we yeah. getting ads?
1: Um, no, they've put out... Um they they targeted specifically I think Quebecers or Montrealers and uh, they they they're going to be giving out one year visas during like the pandemic for people to go and do whatever there.
0: Interesting. Anyway. So we could,
1: you could go chill for a year in Barbados or Bahamas or I don't know one of the B ones. I think it was Barbados. But
0: yeah fair enough i mean like when i take the second verse you know friends say man if she really love you she would stay but when i take that trust the thing girls play when they're no longer in love well i never thought you would be the one uh-huh to turn your back when it and i'm like this honestly feels like a high school kid could have written it for the level of complexity yeah. but the way his voice works to deliver it i kind of like that he stripped the topic down like that like and i don't mean it like it's meant to be bad the specific choice of words he used and the sequence of ideas comes off extremely mature and all the other shit i said but at like a really nuanced level it's like he made sure an eight-year-old could get the fact that like you don't want a good time girl Mm-mm. so a bunch of young kids are gonna hear this and be like mm, we don't want good time girls
1: well i don't know how many young kids are gonna be hearing this that would be interesting to find out
0: i don't know i feel like is this all things considered a lot of this album is pretty like child friendly very few of the songs have swearing i mean it's just this is just honestly a song i could just be throwing on it would be on our radio no problem here it would pass every sensor there's nothing about this that in my opinion would make it not child friendly like if i had a kid friendly event I would curate a track like this because why the fuck not? People would be dancing, it's upbeat, da da da. You know, like there's mm-hmm. nothing in this track that's like, oh, she fucked a guy. Like it's none of that. It's oh I gave you my heart and you smashed my heart. That's 90% of our pop music, right? Like it it's in the vein yeah, that's yeah, but yeah, true. written in a sincerely realistic way. I like that. Anyway, I don't have a lot more to say about this track. To me, it's a 4.25. It's another well-made song I'm not necessarily highly interested in, but it, it still showcases... It, it makes me more interested in Buju, but maybe not interested in all of his love songs. But at least the man does it well.
1: And he's versatile.
0: Anyway, I suppose y'all can call me whatever you want. So, I know... Sort of know who Steph London is as in is not the first time I've seen that name So I can get the the idea she's an established artist and this feels like a really amazing duet This feels like the kind of song where if I'm at the club and I'm dancing and You know somebody's winding up on me or whatever and it feels like the whole vibe of this track is totally a plus and but it's such a mood specific, I, I want to call it like a club song for what it is. Yeah. It's so mood specific. Like, without having a girl in the close proximity of being all, or like that, that that's where my brain goes. It, and it does it eloquently, right? Like, I bet you, you start fantasizing, you won't hear me, call me just the way she does it, or have the body way look like a showroom. You say, I'm like, I don't know how to fucking say it all right. But you know, like, you get the sense that, like, you know, you can have me when you want, I look good, you know, this, that, things. And then he comes in and kind of has this really gruff verse, his deep voice. And then she comes through and really just owns most of this track. And it's really great. All things considered, I'm going to have to say, I don't think any of these bars or lyrics are coming off like the fucking most nuanced, greatest. It seems so very typical of what you would expect yeah. in a song like this. I don't even necessarily speak the nuance of the language, but I'm gonna guess that nothing here is like really like trying that hard to be distinct. It's capturing the vibe perfectly, and it really does it. Like if you if you're a little tipsy and you're up in that vibe, it's that kind of song. And I think yeah. if I had some uh, alcohol in me, which I do not. I'd be really loving this song a lot more. And I think it really is made for that rummed up party vibe (laughs) where you're like, you know, in that moment. And I think there's a lot of times where music has specific circumstances where I think it it performs better. Um, Anyway, otherwise, if this shit just came on nine times out of (coughs) ten... I'm going to skip this because like I'm just whatever it's <laughs> it's fine like and I don't mean any disrespect to this song I gave it uh, I think I gave it another 4.25 it's a fine love song they sound beautiful together all the things about these songs that are really great I still don't have interest in in it, and I think that's kind of, but the beat's nice, it's smooth, it makes me feel like I can dance, I can't, but it makes me feel like I can, and I think that's truly the mark of excellent production in a dance beat, is when it gets those people out there pretending like they can move their hips right.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know, for me, like, this one, uh, it just sounds like a radio hit, um, or something, you know, like, that you would hear on, like, you know, the, the general music station that plays like the newest hits or whatever so um you know this one is like a little bit more about like sex and like you know kind of being like intimate like that and um you know basically it's you know call me whenever you want to touch me basically and like you know You know it's slower it's kind of more sexy like you were saying it's uh you know good for like the club you know for getting turned on and um you know it's a little like rihanna-y in like the like that sense and like she has a nice voice and she sounds great and like the production is great and like so like you know the overall like sound of it is pretty good um but um yeah i mean and it's very danceable i like that too um but for me it just feels like Okay. It's, all right. So for this one, we're gonna make like a dance song that's like good for the radio, but could be played at the clubs. And you know, like it just seems like like almost like
0: there's I too much variety, you,
1: almost a little bit. You know, like in that It's entirely
0: sense. possible people might want to lose their virginity to this song type of shit.
1: I mean, that's fair too. And it is only three minutes and fifty seconds, so you can do that. Um, so yeah, I gave it a four point three on five.
0: So, yeah. uh yeah three three minutes it. and 48 seconds is pretty good for some moon Knight love
1: yeah thematically
0: i don't think i have more interest um <laughs> but sonically i have a lot more interest that like drum pattern has this crazy rhythmic increase where it just feels more something different like it's it's grabbing from another influence i don't know what it is exactly but it makes me like it just is such a different vibe it it almost feels like Middle Eastern or something or like kind of driving from what I know of like the traditional Jewish music in terms of fucking the the bass sounds that it's fucking pulling from Yeah. and then it has like the drums which kind of come off more rhythmic and fucking fresh and then he's just singing this other fucking love song thing you know craziest thing sometimes happen in life yet as strange as it seems it gives you a reason to survive and I appreciate that just to having the little moments that come through that that give you a Reason, like in my case, every time a fucking rapper or somebody's retweeted me or responded or said, I watched your review, it was real cool. And I'm like, that's fresh. <laughs> um, it's true, though. Uh, have I told you what you mean to my life? Like, love on a stormy night or finding no one that's right? I'm like, man, Buju, you definitely just get girls. Like, I get it. You probably are like Pharrell. You can just walk up to girls and know that they're yours because you're fucking just saying all these gangster ass fucking bars (laughs) and when i say gangster here i mean like effective ass fucking macking game it just sounds the right things to say truly i must reveal uh will not hide away i feel when things get deeper than it seems you don't always say what you mean pinch myself wondering if i'm in a dream you was here and i was near there was nothing in between did uh, it just get like jaded and twisted again? Like, everything looked good, but maybe it's not good. Maybe it's complicated. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, maybe I'm missing it because of the language. Okay. Uh, something spark it, whatever it was sold. I bought it. I'm not interested in temporary love. Oh, I'm suspicious of motive, but you have earned my trust, yeah? So I'm getting the feeling he doesn't want to fuck groupies. He wants that real shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway... Uh, moonlight love, shine for me tonight. My sunshine girl, run, come hold me t- uh, tight. I'll have you do what you do, and I'll just do what I like. Haha ha, all night. I think he's going to fuck this person. Yep. I mean, I feel like he'll do it, but he wants something more or he goes into it with like the best intentions and it turns out all these ladies are just like up and like there and hop oh, what can buju do you know like
1: there he is anyway
0: i don't, I don't know what to take from this it yeah. just feels like another fun frolicky uh girls are simple song which is fair
1: yeah
0: um i definitely can understand it if everywhere he goes people want to bang him because he's boojoo that's probably like complicated you know like they're... i th- like i know it sounds like a good problem to have <laughs> when not everyone wants to fuck you
1: but like you know if you you know you're with like your wife or like you know you're looking for like real true love you know it may not be the best or, like to you find got in jail
0: and you want to have some companionship and you know at first you get all the fun but then you realize that you want somebody to die with. And finding somebody to die with is just not the same as finding somebody to have some moonlight fun, love with. It's true. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I give it a 4.35. Like, I feel like it's more fun to listen to, but, but still, man, I'm okay. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the subject matter picks up once we get past the love songs, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean... I don't know, some chick has, you know, earned his trust or something, right? Like, that's pretty much what it is. And um, I like that it's a little bit more, like, ska-y. I I like, I apparently like ska music. Um, But, uh, yeah, so it kind of, like, has that feeling to it. Um, and yeah, like the lyrics that you were reading, like I'll have you do what you do and I'll do just what I like. haha, all night. I'll have you groove the way I groove and I'll groove the way I like all night. So I don't know. And it's he's i mean he sounds a little bit controlling but i suppose that that's kind of like what it is like that he's trying to be like a little bit more like domineering and i don't know I, I i agree like there's not really like any like great lyrics on this one like it's fine i just didn't think anything was like stand out um i like the trumpet like i like that whole feeling it makes me think of um the cat empire if anybody knows them i like that band um or you know i used to i guess <laughs> i haven't listened to them too much um but yeah uh four on five for me i mean it's it's all right
0: all right fair enough the next one is called cheated, cheated. just assume anne marie rep- is either the specific person or <laughs> representing the specific person yeah of whom um basically cheated on him. yeah cheated on him but I feel like it was his like main partner before going to jail, based on his lyrics. Um, you know, so time, a time of decision go through or die. Why are you do me so bad? So this is clearly a pivotal moment. But there's a couple of lyrics I think that really give it away. He doesn't. It's not a lot of distinction. It's basically like this one verse, and then he repeats it with "you cheated, you lied." But yo, it is an earworm hook. Like the beat just yeah. instantly has me. It's got more of a upbeat kind of feel to it but it also has like an intensity like it's not just some like i'm trying to drop the panties tonight no he's like mad and you can feel it in every part of this track that he's like throwing it out you know like Unlike many of the other ones, I don't feel there's a juxtaposition in this one. It's more like no. It sounds
1: like he m- might have just had like a, a conversation with her and then like hung up and was angry at her and he's like fuck it. And He just yeah, was like he wrote this song like, about her. Yeah, you know,
0: Anne Marie, it's over. You really let me down. I thought the love we share was sincere and profound. Fair enough, legit. You know, she liked it when he came around. He was really great. Had the mindest touch. Had the money basically hooked her up with designer you know spoiled her blah 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 the world is filled with trivial stuff and you never took the time to see it was a good rush showed the real you when i got locked up and not even a postcard and that's fair i guess right if you're gonna buy this chick all this shit and you got even regardless to how you want to look at it like i'm on the mind that girl and guy are in a long-term committed relationship chances are guy made more money having her around than not having her around and that's just the facts of the situation if you were to you know take off the money he didn't spend on acquiring new ladies and you know the general facts of the life is is you're more trust yeah. you appear more trustworthy in business if you have a partner therefore you get better deals at like a psychological level like i'm not making this shit up that's why politicians pull better when they're married and shit like that like this is base human psychological level so like, oh he's
1: a stable family man or something yeah, and that means
0: he makes more money a lot more of the time like it's some weird shit so fine all that meant she probably helped contribute to man's success on a, and i'm not taking away from his success i'm saying that fine everything there maybe she helped be a part of it blah 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 end of the day though all that being said she fucking she, like
1: she got
0: all this <laughs> shit from him and they didn't even send a postcard like come on you do goes to jail do like i guess the customary year or two to like before you come to the this isn't really working out anymore and i've met somebody else do give it a year or two before you get to that bullshit, you know but now instead it seems like she cheated and she lied and she pretended it was the cousin but it was just another guide and then all these yeah it's just it's just fine um lyrically it's fine i don't have a lot more to comment but i felt his pain i felt his frustration I felt the change of fucking pace on this album. It was like thank goodness. <laughs> uh but still I give it a 4.5 on five. I think it's a really strong song. And maybe it maybe doesn't have a lot of unique words compared to some of the other ones, but what he does with this verse that he repeats, it's powerful. He didn't need to say more. This yeah. is what he had to say to Anne Marie. And it was so powerful he said it again just in case she missed it the first time.
1: Yeah. He just, you know, was rubbing salt on the wound. So, yeah, I mean, the, his girl cheated on him, and that's what it is. And like, I, yeah, he he spits really nicely on this one. It, this one's really, I, it's really nice. Um, I really like his flow. I like his rhyme scheme. Um, you know, I like the chorus, like the, you know, like the, you cheated, like that, like you lied, um, I don't know, it's just cool and it's, it's like the beat is like nice and fun and danceable and yet you still feel like so much, like, that it's so painful for him, um, to kind of like, you know, think about her and like reflect on her and like, you know, just, you know, she hurt him. And, you know, it's simple and it's good and it's something that can be relatable for a lot of people because a lot of people cheat and um, it's pretty great. I definitely agree with you. It's like an earworm. I give it a 4.75. And maybe like also too because of like where it's placed in the album. I was like, yeah, like something a little bit more like.
0: Because I'm just quickly checking the track list. Mm -hmm. That's it. We did it. We got through the love songs and the rest of the album's about stuff again. And I like songs about stuff. Yeah. Look, I get it. Love's a big, complicated topic. And one could even argue that in many cultures, music is like the, the, the like natural language of love and it's intertwined and half of music existing is for like sex and shit fun. I like the other stuff a lot more, the politics and philosophies, you know. Maybe something like using your song to define what it is to be a steppa. Mm. So, unlike all the other songs <laughs> on Genius here, Buju himself came through and gave us some fine translations as in he took it from the more patois style and he translated it into english as his genius annotations Mm -hmm. No, way like added to it or whatever just a translation which i guess is fine as an example say you a bad man fine turns into say that you are a bad man (laughs) comma space okay it's like Come on dude nobody would have said it anyway and uh and you don't step you left your gun no time goes to and you don't go anywhere without your weapon fair enough say them heartless and mean when them uh, step with them team now a white suit and tape from forensic you said you're heartless and mean whenever you're with your team fair enough Mm -hmm. very similar now the forensic is on crime scene like fair enough. You Google. I don't know how you got there. That sentence yeah. was missing the word the or something, but that's okay, Buju. I'm not hating. I just really appreciated it, mostly because he translated find okay, and he and he put an exclamation mark, and I thought that was really cute. And he did it again, right? Let me say Stepa, Stepa, Anna petty thief, Stepa, Anna taker. A Stepa is not a petty thief. Stepa is not a robber. And so I appreciate that. And now like in this one track where there's the Patois and shit, it is it is pretty clearly translated. But what do you think about this wonderful tune?
1: Well, um for me I was just kind of like, what the fuck is this one? Like it I, like I found this one like so hard for me to understand like what he was saying most of the but time. And like and it. I know that he translated it. Yes, I understand. But like it's still like I don't know. It was just a lot, I guess. And um and like, you know, and that's okay. Maybe you have to be from like, you know, the islands or from Jamaica or have, you know, family there or ties to it, All or, right, or just understand. Town I don't one, know. One time. But like I didn't grow up in a school where like there were any Jamaicans. So That's fine. <laughs> um He's
0: effectively saying, you know, they're more like K R S one. Yeah. Don't be like the other guys.
1: Mm, okay all
0: right i was just trying to explain it in a, in a language you may understand
1: I, I got it but yeah i don't know it just it sounds cool i mean i just was like a little bit anyways whatever and he does this like squeaky thing that's so good on like one of the Stand lines when he says but I, I can't do it and it's just cute like it's it's cute i don't know um and yeah i mean It's cool. I don't really have too much else to say. I mean, I was following along, not really getting half of the lyrics again. um, We're back there again. Um, But yeah, I mean, I still gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I liked it.
0: See, Bonnie, he's talking to the youth them worldwide. Youth them being the youth Uh of all of them. That much I got. Worldwide. Around the world. But let me start from east and forward out to the west side. Up top, jungle, Aba, Zimbabwe, Angola. Hear me out loud. Don't I don't know why he picked any of those places, (laughs) I just know that he said that stuff. Um But it's It's just the The energy it is Like cause he's delivering it Like Say you a bad man Fine And you don't step in Your left You got no time I know I'm doing it bad But just the whole energy Is just fucking ridiculous In his delivery and shit You know Say them heartless at me When the step out With them team Now You know Just the way he fucking delivers it I I'm gonna stop I know how bad this really sounds <laughs> So I'm sorry I don't mind doing it With like proper rap I feel like This is on the The line of Somebody might get fucking mad at me on the internet line so i'll stop um but he just kills it the way he rhymes like this the, the way he like enunciates the for sense or however fucking it's spelled forensic whatever he says um however he enunciates petty it f- there f- it's fucking fire I, I like it you know we me say step a step a not petty thief step not take a mina step fee the worst mana go step for the better So, I mean, I love the fact that he's like, yo, I've been around some real fucking people. I've seen some shit. And at the end of the day, a real, you know, steppa is not somebody that's taking. It's somebody that's building and giving. Uh, He's going into places where they've kind of had to deal with colonial powers and other such bullshits that have taken from them and fucked with their things. But nah, they're not a shada. They're a steppa. And they're going to survive. Uh, because the shot is basically get fucked up and killed and uh if you uh, think a lie as bigfoot and fada may we say i asked them i'm gonna go ahead and, and read the translated part a steppe will always survival the shooter have a slim chance of survival fair enough um statistically if you're in certain hoods and mistakes though it's a lot of the innocent bystanders who get clipped though those could be stepa's so i'm gonna mm i'm gonna say that depending on your geography there's still some scary shit statistically that is there but i get the principle of what he's saying so i'm not gonna be mr actually he's got a point uh if you think i'm lying ask bigfoot and his friend fata who the fuck is fata what what does that mean i don't know what that means can somebody tell me what a bigfoot and fata is on all things considered i get the gist of what he's saying but i'm still fucking confused by that line i'm just gonna throw it out there anyway then it's fucking a banging chorus but i like how he just follows it up with wiretap surveillance agents and snitch step no time to linger man half a move through quick no shells left behind you better move well legit solid composure youth your head can't stick um so all that it's like yo if you consider the world rain and you know you have to deal with the surveillance and the people fucking snitching and all yeah. this shit it's like yo take the right path do the right thing it's simpler you know it's whatever and then woman in picnic still off limit and then i'm like i know what a picnic is because that you know I, I told the story in part one so you can go watch part one it's in the <laughs> beginning anyway um so basically you can't fucking kill women and kids a stepper never tell his woman his secret so he doesn't reveal it what he's going through so it's like you might still do some dirt but whatever you're doing is for the betterment of your community it's for the betterment of shit and then you play by the code and you understand all the ways uh, things are so you're not going to go tell the girl everything because you know she might talk whether you step in a private or in public step a code remember to step of ethics and i think that's one of my favorite lines on this project right it's like however you do your shit end of the day live by a code and be proper with it and it just fucking repeats stuff the rest of the track and it's real oh he also says if you think a lie ask kojak and fada i'm like who the fuck's kojak (laughs) i don't know i love this song though i thought it was very fun to listen to it's a great energy uh the beat's just loud and just big and makes you want to fuck like it's it's one of the slower ends that i can get behind because it makes me want to fucking like bang out like you know i don't know i'm i'm just feeling it 4.5 on five all right
1: anyway the world is changing
0: just like how we changed it up and you said it this time. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, For the first time on this album, I think for me, 5 on 5. This <laughs> is a truly incredible song to me. Everything from the fucking stadium grandiose chorus to the powerful message intense driven verses to the like just the style flip up like honestly you're just not expecting him to be like i say the world and you can just picture him at like the fucking edge of the stage you can just picture because now it's 2020 all the cell phones in the fucking air with their fucking lights and sorry NAS 2020, all the cars honking and the (laughs) headlights flashing, real good. Yo, I was just saying, I saw an ad on YouTube for like a car lot concert where you're in your car. I'm gonna say that looks better in some ways in my to my old ass than the real. Like for a comedy show, that looks better. For like a a a rap show, maybe not. But for a comedy show, fuck a theater. Give me that car shit where I don't have to be near anyone. Yeah. Anyway uh what do you think of this though
1: um yeah i mean this is a pretty powerful song um and yeah this is like the part of like the the album where like you know like you were saying like he's talking about stuff and so um this one is you know people are profiting off of weed off of marijuana and um people are always going to want to have control over it and the world is is changing um and i think it's it's pretty interesting i guess um if you're from a place that's so uh, you know weed friendly i assume jamaica is pretty weed friendly um you know and has been for i think a long time or at least you know bob marley was around in what like the 70s 80s um and so like If you're from a place that's so weed-friendly, like, watching the world change uh, from, like, demonizing it to legalizing it and, like, making it okay and taboo must just be, like, like, incredible to watch. Like, kind of, like, as you watch, like, the progression of things becoming, like, more and more, like okay with it and uh, people are opening their eyes to see like the benefits of marijuana and um you know but like who's kind of like like again he's still asking like who's kind of like profiting off of it like who's going to be the ones making money like you know just i think maybe to like remind the people of like jamaica to not let you know people come in and just take the profits from them and to kind of like take control over like what they have i guess um i don't know just a really cool topic and something that's probably again like it's like super relatable to like fellow like-minded jamaicans and you know a lot lots of other people um and definitely like a new perspective for me to like think about like something that i've never heard before so uh thanks buju i mean i i very much appreciate that so i thought i mean pretty cool i gave it a 4.5 on five
0: I mean, I love, like I said, the energy of it right from the beginning. A cerebral reflection, all global situation, consequence and actions. I think it does, like, heavily focus on the marijuana situation, at least in the start of it. But I think it's bigger. It's, like, kind of just part of, like this is one huge thing but then in the second verse we just look at all these other things that might even be almost kind of linked to it but yeah i mean i don't really know that i can effectively translate the verse but you know how the quest can be both migrant centering across your border while sweeping off your earth the spice to get their lives in order I mean, to me, that looks like the migrant situation and all the mm-hmm. fucking whatever and just kind of looking at the politics surrounding that yeah. and then immediately following it into the marijuana stuff. Everyone's trying to make money on that weed. But who's going to pay for it? You know, that was my favorite part of that. Right. Just the way you questioned it, like the capitalism behind it. Like and it, like
1: who's like the people behind it? Who is like the who are the people that are going to have to suffer? I mean,
0: I have never sold drugs, but I know a fuck ton of drug dealers in Montreal Uh, mostly weed because the bigger drugs have scarier dealers Um, but I've learned a lot about the local weed trade and the impact legalization has had on it and effectively what's happened is a lot of dudes lost their jobs and they were given to um, a lot of dudes who were basically in entrepreneurial positions to build equity and wealth lost their jobs and they were given to minimum wage people without the ability to build equity on that right so who makes that excess profit in cash like in the black market drug trade yes there's a bit of a pyramid scheme of profit sharing depending on it but not necessarily in fucking weed where most are independent operators who buy off of one dude who buy off of the next dude and frankly it's just how fast can you move it It determines like how much you can make or Mm -hmm. how innovative can you be with it are you like the first edibles guy on the block and shit like that or how dope is your product I mean, look, I'm talking about Montreal's drug trade. I don't give a fuck about your local place and how different it is and how I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about for some Iowa-ass weed shit. You're right. I don't <laughs> know fucking anything about American weed. I know I looked at prices across your country, and it's fucking. It's, I live in a place of cheap weed, so, like, that's what it is. And we have good quality cheap weed, so whatever. I can say, though, that the black market uh, – sorry, the price of marijuana – so on a lower end middle class rate so let's say all the kids who were too afraid to go buy weed and are not doing it they're paying out the fucking ass on some premium shit that isn't worth buying in my opinion uh but then ounces dropped in price across the board black market and legal and that is such a fascinating thing so who's paying for all of this shit where does the actual economics of the weed trade go if you really run it it's to the 10 billionaires who run quebec so that's that's the answer to your question it was very long and convoluted just to show all the different angles of it but i mean what are you supposed to do government owns the weed game now that's what it is sqdc um that's it It's like you walk in it's like a fucking pharmacy and it's weird and now it's covid because it's got all the glass barriers and shit anyway so i thought that was so powerful and then economy going fail top of their agenda i mean yeah the housing market's gonna crash is what it looks like because deferred payments are about to kick in and at least x percentage of people are unemployed and so and if enough percentage of unemployed people can't make house payments in the upcoming septembers that's bad news bears Buju was spitting this back in the day you know back in the 2019 2020 days before this all happened well uh, this was
1: released um what was it june end of, end of june 2020
0: so i'm assuming it was recorded you know but he
1: came out of he was released from jail 20, like end of 2018 yeah, like so almost
0: absolutely like, enough time to record the album in 2019 yeah i had a year i would assume that an album of this quality was done at the start of 2020 or mm-hmm. mostly done anyway um <clears throat> then he just ends it with another line that just knocks it out the part food is the biggest weapon plus you medical gangsters like go look at who controls the food which is also interesting comparison to drugs right because food is just drugs yeah it's really drugs like go look at it up even the health nutritional part it's still just drugs it's just drugs we need to live versus drugs we do for fun versus pharmaceuticals which are the medical gangsters which i take it as drugs that are extortioningly set up um i don't know and then the next verse it just keeps it coming we paid the ultimate price look at what we did the palestinian question has not been answered yet and i'm like that's a fucking powerful thing to throw in that's a good fucking point and here's the thing, I'm a Jew, but I am not with the Israeli government and their fucking disgusting actions on how they continue to colonize the Palestinian situation regardless of promises they've made. All you have to do is look at the West Bank. They just keep seizing more territory. They just keep doing it. Say what you will, that's not cool mecca your middle east is now a total mess facts destabilizing countries tell me who's next that's what's up they fuck up shit in this case i'm assuming u.s foreign policy russian foreign policy chinese foreign Mm -hmm. policy from mass incarceration to random deaths is care they are so upset our voices shall be heard at all cost so it's like to go from look at all the bullshit, and then you can take that mass incarceration and tie it back to the weed ideas from the other verse because it's so fucking clear even the destabilization in the middle you can probably tie this back to the drug game in some way anyway then we have suffered and we have lost what we have gained shall remain this nation won't be the same no no and i think that's true for all of our nations and i think that's what makes this song really cool and then he does that to the bap yeah meo. it's fucking beautiful the way he does a little bit of scat on there and to be fair, Scat is just what half the, like, like designer, the rapper, when everyone was making fun of him, he was just scatting on the beat. And I don't think we should make fun of people for scatting on the beat, unless we make yeah, fun why of you. Because otherwise, Louis Armstrong is just a shitty mumble rapper. And <laughs> if you really think about it, There's not a lot of difference between Louis Armstrong's mumbles and a lot of other people's mumbles. And I'm not trying to insult it. I called it scat. I know what the fuck it is. I respect (laughs) it. I'm saying it's technically mumbles in the context of what people get mad at like what a designer did he was scatting on that beat okay it sounded energetic and pretty fucking dope and i actually think we should incorporate more scat into hip-hop and stop making fun of motherfuckers because yo buju didn't need to say words there it just sounded fresh and imagine those i don't think tootie batman mm, ayo is actually a language i just don't i think no, it's just it's fucking just flowing
1: noise
0: anyway i get this on five on five like i said it's beautiful all, all right. right uh the next one is called 400 years i'm gonna just go on, on a limb and assume that the slave trade happened about 400 years ago a little bit longer and this is kind of what he's talking about and babylon is not a good place uh or it feels like it's interesting because i was just listening to a podcast about ancient babylon and all those places but um Uh, I picture that Babylon is like the bad city from Revelations. And, like, you know, we're in, we're in hell or in the sinful place. Kind of like, what, like, we've been taken and we're brought to this. So we've been too long in Babylon. Like, we need to be. Or it is like the Babylonians have come through, conquered us, and enslaved us. So now we're in Babylon and we're longing for our freedom so that we can be returned to our culture. I don't know which it is, but because I'm not that up to date on my Rastafarian culture, and perhaps <laughs> I actually have the Haley Selassie 110 page book somewhere that I should probably fuck. I don't even know if I said his name right if I said it wrong I'm sorry Uh, I should probably read that and learn more because it's such a fascinating culture somebody somebody said something to me that like made me want to learn more about it when they said like the way you break logic down is similar to the Rastas I know and I'm like hmm the Rastas have similar logic to me I want to know more. I really, really, really do. But I, I've gotten along with everybody I know that's a Rastafari in Montreal. And there's a yeah. shit ton of them. They're all over. Because it's fucking a lot of people come from the Caribbean parts of the land here. Anyway. Uh, basically, I'm living a couple of blocks away from an old Jamaican hood. That's currently where we're at. So
1: That's true. And there are guys on the street corner day and night, all the time, yeah. hanging out.
0: But um, this song, again, is kind of repetitive and chanty. And it almost feels like, like you're supposed to sing this when you're feeling like you're trapped in the conditions of today you know over 400 years say what over 400 years i cry over 400 years in babylon you know and i man never cease to fire till babylon walls burn down and i believe that's the part where like we don't give up the fire in our hearts and our passion until we've broken three from babylon and we're free you know just repeats that for a while you know how they weep us they eat us they put us all to shame down there in babylon lord they ate away to change but we're still using their brain down here in babylon how we work without a gain seemingly labored and invaded down there in Babylon and then, you know, things don't change, you know? The more they say things change, still they remain the same down there in Babylon. So I do think he's talking a bit about the general western world racism, uh, probably a lot of America. Yeah. So in america I, I mean i'm definitely of the position that racism still exists and that there's a lot of problems with that that need to get resolved and i think he kind of taps into the cultural aspects of denial of change like yeah, yeah it's all better now but really it isn't really the wealth distribution's garbage the black dollar doesn't stay in black communities very long all the fucking stats are against all sorts of shit is stacked against the wealth acquisition of black folk Yes, these problems exist in other communities, but not quite as generationally long as it happened to be for uh, the blacker folk of America. And uh, I think it's cool. I think it's kind of like a job at that whole systemic racism. And I think it's done in a really... I, I don't know enough about it, but I feel like if I were to, again, stereotypically pick some Rastafari shit to, like, come at America, it might sound quite like this with my limited knowledge on the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed listening to it. Um, I feel the struggle. And I gave it a 4.3515.
1: Yeah, Um. I, I mean, I don't know. I had like not like issues with this song but i just felt like i wasn't the target audience for it like it's just something about it um but i like the the start where there's like kind of like these like nice like ocean sounds like you know and then he's like on a beach and you know they've been in babylon for 400 years that doesn't mean anything to me um <laughs> like i don't know I, I just don't know that much like about that I guess (laughs) I don't know where Babylon is or what it is Um, and yeah I don't know for me like like I was just like why should I what do I need to care about this like I just didn't I just didn't connect with it Um, so unfortunately it wasn't for me in that sense um but i definitely liked the the nice like hand drum work that was like in there and like i felt like there was like different drums and like the beat is really nice and it is more of like a spiritual song but just something that i couldn't connect with um but i I could definitely see it being like super fun and powerful to like sing along with in like a concert setting if that ever happens again um like i can just see like this one being, like, you know, something that really, like, gets people together um in that sense. Like, it's almost like, uh you know, like a church, like a hymn or something like that. It's kind of, like, in that, like, feeling. So I give it a 4.2 on 5.
0: All right. um I guess then we can continue on our little journey as we discuss Rising Up. I'm like, there's probably no way Barney's going to really feel this tune because it's, like... The economic corruption of the world is going to fuck everything up and destroy us, and then we're not going to be able to eat. And I'm like, typically when I talk about that stuff, <laughs> Bonnie is not interested. Um, but I appreciate this tune again. And I just wanted to comment, like, we've entered, like, the last act of this album, I would yeah. say, starting with Stepa. Like, yo, we need to be better role models why because the world is changing and it's kind of fucked up look at these things look at the drug trade look whatever and then check it 400 years later we're still in bullshit conditions moving along now it's a call for almost revolution and looking at like the the actual bad situation Mm -hmm. and pointing out how things are starting to to come to fruition around the world and i thought that's beautiful especially with how the next two tracks play out to end the album so this last act by far, conceptually, is one of my favorite parts of this project. Yeah, for sure. But what do you think about this uh, again, political revolutionary tune?
1: Yeah. Um, so it starts like this: uh, "Woe, whoa, man, woe! Whoa, revolution is everywhere. It is. They're rising up everywhere around the world, rising up. Low wage and, and a high price market. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Capitalism." How will we feed our little boys and girls? Have you ever seen water carry in a basket? I say, ooh.
0: That's a cool line. And
1: like, you know, because you can't. It'll slip right through. And so it's something that you can't do. So how are you supposed to, you know, if everything is just like falling through your fingers, how are you supposed to like take care of yourself and your family and, you know, the next generation? So, um, you know, people are rising up. Because, you know, they want a piece of the pie and they're fed up with being at the low end of the world's economy. So he's talking like big picture. Um, He's looking around and, you know, and for your information, I have a degree in political science. So sometimes the politics stuff, I like it. Um,
0: (laughs) i've been with this girl <laughs> for six years and i just overdid it for so, so basically years. what happens is if it has to do with native American, she's in there it, are certain it subjects depends, it she's depends in. on the
1: topic you I like say the word comparative politics i don't like
0: economics. She's <laughs> fucking gone
1: <laughs> i don't like economics anyways um but yeah so it's just interesting and you know they're you know they're you know, people are in like the middle East and, you know, they're, in, they're in central and South America. And it's just like, you know, this whole thing where all of these places that are on the lower end of like the, you know, like they're the factory workers or of the world or they're where you go into, um, these lands and you just reap the benefits of just taking all of their, um, their product, their produce and their, you know, anything that, that, makes any money and so it's just that they're just places just to take from essentially and you know leave behind nothing and just you know Bulldoze the Amazon rainforest, you know, get rid of it and just leave the people with nothing barren land that they can't do anything with. So it's just kind of like that sort of topic and just I feel like
0: you threw that last one. In I there. did. I
1: really did. I guess I, I got into it. Sorry. <laughs> but it's just interesting. And um, it's probably something that is, again, like super relatable for um, him and, you know, people from Jamaica and, and like
0: North America.
1: Yes, but like, I think he's also talking about something that's relatable to him. Yes, he's also talking about the I world. I think the whole point of this he's song is
0: specifically this fucking problem is everywhere the people the people are so but dissatisfied. A, you, know, the you see the them have-nots. in the middle east you see them in the south in the north in americas that's how he kind of like ends the last verse no you
1: see them in like i think he said something about like the in the
0: in south the, americas I In think he, south in the north and the americas okay the point of this so track it's,
1: it's everywhere they're right? rising
0: up everywhere around the world because the problem yeah. is that there's low wages in a high price market everywhere that is the byproduct of an untamed capitalistic system with no oversight and government regulations because as much as capitalism might be fine american capitalism and the way that like corporations have dodged taxation for the last like century is real bad for us
1: yeah so yeah i mean it's really it's just another interesting perspective that i wouldn't necessarily uh think about and you know i think it's pretty great that he is talking about these types of topics in his music and you know able to share that and like you know he is like, I'm guessing like pretty mainstream and popular in Jamaica and like you know for a lot of people and like this is like a, a cool um, I mean not just makeup because obviously like people know about him you know Jonathan Barnes knows about him and I don't think he's in Jamaica so
0: <laughs> a lot of people in my Facebook know him
1: yeah so what I mean is like there are just you know well, it's pretty cool that he's I able to get this story it's across good the that world. people
0: his fucking age are taking the- time to like talk about shit like this it's actually why i stopped liking eminem in a lot of ways is eminem couldn't handle this topic with any sense of knowing what the fuck he's talking about whereas I can tell just from what Buju's saying here he knows what the fuck he's talking about. He's yeah. highlighting core systemic issues of it's not black white shit. It isn't it's it's in everybody everything. It's why millennials and Gen Z are fucked, okay? Like this is an everybody problem.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, anyways, I give it a 4.75. I mean, there's it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of, you know, facts and opinions and it's cool that's
0: great i mean i'd argue that the cause of confrontation shall be economic crisis uh because the current situation is pretty fucking bad yep. and COVID's about to expedite that shit in a big way and in a sense where i mean i kind of joke about it but i'm fucking lucky i'm in the most have category you can have right now i have a work from home office job that is in a protected industry because when your company makes pdf softwares and photo editors and shit <laughs> this is a this is like a gift everybody was having trouble and then covid saved us um that's kind of what happened i mean the short version of a lot of software companies right now but it's not the fear of islam and it's not the threat of isis And in a lot of sense, a lot of the hatred that gets propagated by the media is a distraction from economics. Hunger makes the need for satisfaction become so hard to resist, and they've got no consideration. I see only hardship answer, and so they're rising up everywhere, etc. And it's like the way the world and the balancing act of the world has become it's like all you're given is a basket and told to go get water and you may think fifty thousand dollars salaries are good they're not you may think eighty thousand dollars salaries can't they're not like none of this is like your fucking safe money you might be comfortable money you might have like some luxuries that the guy at like 20k t- i mean don't get me wrong, 20k is just like i'd kill myself if i had to fucking live on that salary but i can tell you that somebody's higher numbers suck ass too and anybody that thinks they're good is lying we're all struggling there's no upward mobility so i don't agree that it is for just people in the third world and shit because the cost of labor pales in comparison to price can be contextualized to the economic situation of grocery stores of starbucks and a lot of things in our local when you break down the price of the product against the cost of the labor to create it against this the that and then when he goes and if they do raise the minimum wages i mean come on that's not a fucking topic that's just relevant to like the third world that's fucking straight up in quebec a topic it's an everywhere topic and what he says next though is big facts we'd also see the taxes rise We would see some way to offset this now that tax may not be government tax it may be increased price of goods it may be income taxes i don't know you're gonna see it come that's absolutely what happens. Think, like, spiking your minimum wage to $15. Is, yo, I don't want that. It fucks me. <laughs> like, I mean, it's great that a lot of people want that. But it's not going to solve anything. You're going to lower the, like, it, it pushes technological yep. innovation and, and in a much quicker way replaces human capital, expediting the fucking problem. So it's not, like, real solutions. The, the problem is that nobody's making money in Canada personally. Like, t- two and a half percent every fucking year is the average salary come on that's nothing that means that if you're making fifty thousand dollars you don't even make a dollar an hour at your like annual increase okay like come on everybody it is just so like tapping into it so and it's all across the world in one accord in one voice everybody is so dissatisfied like, facts you go yep. look at england they're pissed off you go look all over europe they're pissed off everybody's pissed off over the same fucking reason nobody has access to like an equal opportunity to fight from economics uh the boats have been on their face for too long with every inch of ground freedom slips like sand no chance no way out no escape plan no longer one race one group it's not everyone
1: yep.
0: that's, that's i just like it i think it's strong and i think our freedom is slowly being jacked i mean yo Canada is fucked. (laughs) Like, the amount of money that got given out over COVID is in an unprecedented loan amount. I think it was, like, $80 billion, and it's climbing because it just got extended. I mean... When, we'll, we're tax we'll there. <laughs> when we're getting taxed 25... there. When we're getting taxed 25% next year or some bullshit. There'll be like
1: bonds or something like they'll put out.
0: Whatever. I don't think it's going to go down like that. I think they're going to just tax the shit out of those of us that kept our job. Because that's kind of what's going yep. to happen. And it'll all come back to it that the middle class struggles. Because the upper class can hide their money and become poor. <sighs> if you own a house, you don't have money. So all you got to do is take your million... And put it in a fucking house And it's no longer liquid cash It's investment money It's a very different thing Under very different cash rules And all sorts of Anyway I, I, uh, Economics Explained Is a wonderful YouTube channel By this lovely Australian guy You um, should check out this shit But I give this a 4.5 It's a banging revolution tune I don't feel as strong or positive Towards the next track Which is called Helping Hand I feel like an asshole <laughs> Like I don't like this song this is just like, don't you know what it takes one hand to watch the other? If you see your brother falling, then lend a helping hand. And that's the track, you know? It doesn't matter how big or small, it's never too late to share. And come on, what does it really take from your pride? A friend is a person or someone who's always near, who can feel your joy and know your pain and know all your troubles you bear. So, you know, be that person to them, and they'll be that person to you, and we'll all help each other and you know if i think back there were days when i was hungry and i couldn't like sleep proper and my friends and shit they wouldn't hear my belly pain they helped they took care of it and the only reason that we don't participate in this altruistic sharing more is shame and other prejudices probably taught from all the other tracks that preceded this one um and then you know people shouldn't be jealous every of you having wealth. So he'd rather teach you how you can build your own wealth. That uh, he says, teach someone to fish than give them one. I mean, it's it's just as basic as it can get. The whole yeah. track is is basic, but it's I guess imperative. It's important. It's uplifting. It's just so corny. Yeah. It's just so like just just give and be loving to your friends. And I mean. That's where I'm like, shit, what can I say about this? He's right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He's just not wrong. We all should live that way. But he sounds like Uncle Fred sitting there (laughs) with the guitar smoking a blunt being like, just lend a helping hand. And I'm like, fair. Fair, you're not wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know if this is what I want to listen to.
1: Well, I mean, he wanted to make it.
0: and I love the point of it I think it really fits after rising up like look the economics fractured situation of the world it's fucked up capitalism's evil let's be a little more communistic and uh, share and help and community and this and that and it's lovely and it Mm -hmm. thematically fits and everything about this track I should like but you listen to it and it's just like oh okay mom (laughs) okay mom I'll be nice next time mom that's what it felt like it's really what I, the whole song and it's lovely and it's nice and yeah, i gave it a 4.15 it's oh, really wow. like well made i'm just literally never gonna listen to this again like i don't yeah that's fair i don't i don't know like i get it i, I mean be good to people yep do unto others as you perceive they should have them, they want it done. No, because seriously, <laughs> I think do into, it, I'm right. butchering the because do unto others as you'd have them do unto you selfish. If I were to treat people how I want to be treated, I have no friends, because nobody really wants to be treated. Like, I, I like honesty and blunt shit. Like, I want the truth, and people don't like that. So, the golden rule should be do unto others as they want done unto them. So, like, you treat people with the respect that they're looking for. Right. So, so, here's another way. If you want to have sex with the girl and she doesn't want to have sex with you, if you want to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, then they should do the sex thing because that's what you want and her feelings don't matter. So in a sense it should be reformatted to being about her permissiveness and whatnot. And yes, I did just use consent rules to kind of illustrate the faulty logic of the golden rule inherently as it's worded because it's a kind of selfish indulgent idea that doesn't take into consideration other people's desires because it's just assuming that everyone has the same white middle-class norms
1: <laughs> anyway <laughs> All I,
0: right. I got lost on that 4.15 this song is just annoying All right. it's well made I don't want to disrespect it I'm just having trouble not
1: okay that's fine uh, you know easy my brother let's uh, talk about it uh, I just
0: did and you just told me to yeah, shut up I took some
1: of the lines here uh, um, so yeah, I mean like the whole like you know don't you don't you know it takes one hand to wash the other if you should see your brother falling lend a helping hand the spirit of Jah may not always strive with man if you should see your brother falling help him if you can. So yeah, I mean like that's what it is, you know, and and like in the spirit of Jah that's like Rastafarian something right i'm pretty sure yeah so like but like that's how like they would say it right i think and um this is me like not knowing anything um but you know it's nice and it's you know again relatable and you know just you know he probably you know went through some stuff and you know if you are able to help someone else do it Uh, You know, if you can if someone's struggling and you're there and you can you can help them, you know, why not? So, I mean, it is a little cheesy, but you know, he's like sweet and like loving to like his friends and his brothers and whatever and um, You know, they all have to help each other out and you know, help everyone do their best and uh you know it's, it is like you said it's a lovely song um, you know we've all been down on our luck before and sometimes we need help in any like little way possible um i like how it kind of like finally at the end he kind of says i appreciate uh, uh that he says um if you see your sister falling falling so he finally like you know know not just like the guys so it's nice that he's helping everybody so um, I like that and um, yeah we got the saxophone again it's nice it's fine um, I don't know I gave it a 4.6 he has good intentions with this song and he wants to send a positive message and it is a reminder to be just you know a nice human being and not you know maybe judge people and you know maybe it's also a message that like is directed more like towards himself, like maybe people haven't been fair to him since he's been like out of jail or something, you know, like having like that criminal record, it can be pretty stigmatizing, like, you know, for a lot of people. And, um, you know, people may judge him for like what he's done and that, you know, oh, he's, you know, he's been to jail and, you know, but like he's been to jail, he's done his time, you know, that's it. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of my thoughts on that. I give it
0: a 4.6 on 5. Alright, so we're almost at the end of our journey. And hopefully, all of us can come together in unity and agree that Ellen DeGeneres should just stop making TV shows. This is like one of those songs that just makes you want to jump up and down and move around and scream and you listen to it and like you can see how like they would play something like this at the end of that retreat where you go away for three days in the wilderness to find yourself and then you come (laughs) together with the whole squad of people and you're like what you talking about unity and at this point everyone's got like a dance that they've made together yeah and i'm not i can totally
1: see that making fun of this song
0: i'm saying that's what this song feels like um And it's the excellent ending. It is like one of the best album enders I think I've heard in a while because it closes off this chapter together. And then kind of like you look at this album a little more reflectively. The first part is kind of about, you know, getting out of jail and appreciating escaping that situation, which is maybe more personal. And then you can call the next while, while mostly related to women, the personal relationships in his life as he kind of reflects on love and friendships because both those issues get described, although a lot more love. I get it. The panties will drop. Um, And then we move as of like Stepa into... This kinda like Last Arm where again we look at the social political situations that have created the bad dynamics, the economics are broken, we need to come together and help each other with the last song. Get over yourself, get over your both your pride and your shame and be willing to help each other. And then we come to this last point where it's unity, you know, the time is at hand. Look at how we've been fighting each other, carrying bags on hands. And what's super fascinating is like in the Montreal community of uh the caribbean side of it, uh the montreal's and the ha- uh, sorry the jamaicans and the haitians did not like each other for a very very long time and recently have found uh unity amongst their communities and have come together and in, in kind of almost the spirit of what this song is basically saying because there is some beefs and stuff between certain nations that just don't like each other and different communities that might not like each other or different groups of people that might not like each other and there's a lot of economics and polarizing minority groups into fucking hating each other because anyway y'all can y'all know a lot more about these stats than i do and shit but if you don't we can have a chat anyway um i just thought it was it was nice to kind of like get to this point with this power like the instrumentation it's like almost a minute of just pure uplifting
1: yeah
0: complex world I, I guess if you were to put if i were to put a genre i call it worldly music it's like that fucking label they threw on shit that sounded world like, music yeah like, like it's not this is
1: not from this is here. from the world
0: it's not from here as in america yeah um i like when it goes where nations and nations must acknowledge that creation almighty people sunburn face among all other the nation rise and take your place I think it's really cool. Just kind of like everyone should recognize where we come from and all of that. Uh, we did not die in a diaspora. What a great use of fucking yeah, diaspora. Yeah, I like that. Like oh booju, you man you dropping some proper language up on this a greater freighter waits yeah come let's get this movement together tomorrow maybe too late yes i know among us there are traitors and spies but no one can stop us if we're truly unified i know among us there are worlds among the flock but no one can stop us and to the conquer they cannot because what am i calling for unity for every black man unity hear what i bought unity and right, stop it's really well done it really just has that chanting like I can picture the party, and I—I I mean, I can picture some some dudes that I know, because yo, Montreal's also got a lot of Africans up in here. Like I don't mean like African American; I mean like straight from fucking Africa, like uh, yeah. Ghana, different places like well, that. Well, a lot of
1: the French-speaking uh, countries, a lot of those—you know—a yeah. lot of people from those cu- countries come here because. I once be met French. a lady
0: from Rwanda off the internet.
1: Ooh.
0: It was a good time. Um but uh i'm just saying uh we are well here's the thing about quebec in the modern era it looks like we don't like tourists but if you go like look up quebec tourism ads around the world with a vpn you're gonna see we heavily solicit from certain countries especially french-speaking ones but we've become well known as a place that has a decent immigration It's like all you have to do is learn to speak french that sounds hard for us in north america but, y'all, apparently around the world, y'all average, like, three languages. So, you're like, fuck it. What's one more language? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I give it a 4.5. It's a beautiful
1: track. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is, like, a sick beat. Um, the instruments and, like, the chants are also, like, pretty sick. It's really fun. Um, he's got uh, a pretty unique style in terms of, like, the sounds uh, he likes at least as far as I'm concerned, it just kind of, like, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's just unity, chanted over and over again. And it just kind of sounds awesome, and it just becomes, like, like, you're entrenched in it exactly, like, the, like perfectly fitting for, like, what you were describing um, is, like, you know, the hippie commune, like, everybody just dancing around uh, in, like, a tribal sort of, like, sense. like But, like, a community, you know, togetherness, you know, but, like, still, like, grassroots and tribal and, like... Um, I don't know, authentic. It feels authentic. And um, you know, we have to come together and like go forward together and, and no longer have hate for each other and for others and you know like that time is past. We don't have time for that anymore. Like we need to like get over ourselves and come together and like you know, make this a movement and like you know, just be like a united front and um you know like we can be you know that united front and not be broken down um you know if because if they're you know if it is like kind of like scattered or you know broken up then you know people can like get in or whatever Break things down. And um, I don't know. I think it's, I like it. It's a really powerful message, um, you know. And he kind of says at the end, like, you might think I'm just like a crazy black man, but he's not. Like, you know, he's, you know, has this grand idea of like what he wants and like a peaceful u- unity, you know, of like all, he basically wants all black people to come together um, and, you know, just unite and like, you know, just love each other and, you know, help each other up and, you know, fight, you know, the world and, you know, take on everybody else and, you know, why not? So, I mean, it's, it's very timely in the fact that, you know, it came out with, you know, with this strong, like, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, movement happening still. And, you know, it's a really great track and it is an absolutely great uh, closer and um, you know perfect ending for like the whole album and it's uh, a good reminder to you know just be unified. So I give it a five on five.
0: Fair enough. Um, so I guess uh, for this album I get the whole album a four point four six on five. I think a lot of it is really enjoyable. A lot of it is forgettable, um, yeah, and that's kind of the the downside I guess in a lot of cases with twenty track albums. There's not like many twenty tracks zero skates she's 20 fucking songs in a row albums though that can hold your attention and end on such a high note so this shit's a modern classic for sure yeah. i would say it's totally worthy of a review and it's cool because it introduced me to this buju bensin character and gave me this whole new gateway to go look down and you all may leave comments saying check out this or that and one day i shall in the meantime uh i don't know he has a lot of fucking <laughs> albums out. so i listen to a couple here or there and just to, not like tracks just to feel the older energies and stuff but I love his intelligence and his wisdom. I think that's one of my favorite parts of him because I like it when the artist says useful shit. That's just my preference, useful shit. And nothing in those guys' rhymes was useless. Everything he said had a Even pra- Sometimes it was like with the fucking articulation of an eight-year-old but it was always practical and i really admire that i love his musical versatility and how all 20 songs came off fresh and distinct and Buju sounded amazing on all of them even if i didn't like his love songs they're still good they're better than anything i've heard on the radio that just sounds like all the other shit like it's not this flat edm repetitive word bullshit it's nice it has some soul in it i don't know great great album
1: yeah, um, I agree. I mean, it's I gave this a, a 4.37 uh, on five, so 87% It's pretty good. Um, I mean, I agree. I mean, he is clearly a talented fellow, and, um, you know, like, the fact that he's able to, like, make these 20 songs and still, you know, guide your interest and, you know, kind of keep your attention and have, like, interesting things to talk about and, you know, fun music and, like, if you catch, you know, some or any of the of like what he's saying like you know it's often like pretty interesting but you know maybe not and like you said like the most sometimes he doesn't always say it you know eloquently he just you know s- says it like you said about an eight-year-old kid or something so um, but sometimes that's the easiest because that's the most clear the clearest way to get the message across so I don't know it, it's pretty cool I'm, I'm glad that I uh, checked out this album
0: yeah same so thank y'all for watching let us know in the comments uh what you felt about the review what you felt about upside down 2020 does this live up to your expectations are you excited about it or is it like you know sad
1: were you waiting for for him to like release another album
0: um, all that good stuff. Uh, if you do make the effort to comment, we'll definitely answer. If you like the video, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you feel it. Special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamse, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, and Linda Williams. They're dope to support what we do. Mr. Jonathan Barnes used his powers to get this episode, so that's real cool of him. If you want to support us, you can check that out as well. And uh, I make music myself. You can check that out on this channel. Your support would be super duperly greatly appreciated appreciated love to hear what you think about it on that note live long and prosper everybody
1: peace guys